0: A group of more than 50 broadcast journalists and foreign correspondents have sent an open letter to Israel and Egypt calling for foreign correspondents to be allowed into Gaza to report on what's happening there and demanding that the lives and safety of local journalists are protected and respected. At least 94 journalists and media workers in Gaza have been killed since October the 7th and they have been the vital link, giving the outside world a glimpse of the violence and its impact there. Channel 4 News foreign correspondent Porik O'Brien is one of the signatories to the open letter and he's on the line. Porik O'Brien, maybe to begin, tell us how this petition came about and what it aims to achieve.
1: Yeah, a morning on you. Um, it was driven by Alex Crawford from Sky News, um, uh, directed to the Israeli and Egyptian authorities. And it's just asking those authorities to let us into Gaza so that we can do our jobs. The only journalists who can report from Gaza at the moment, as you say, are the very brave people who were there when the conflict started and they're largely Gazans themselves. So, for example, when I was last reporting from Israel before Christmas, we weren't allowed into the Strip and we were there during the ceasefire. Just to explain to your listeners, some colleagues have been allowed into the Strip from foreign news organisations, but these are in these highly restrictive mm-hmm. embeds. So you only go in for a very short amount of time. The Israeli Defence Force don't allow you to talk to any Palestinians. They review your footage afterwards. So it's a deeply unsatisfactory way of, of, doing, of doing journalism. And also like the people that are in there now, the Gazans reporting in there now, and they include friends and colleagues of mine, they're completely running on empty. I mean, it's it's, it's punishing reporting, reporting from a war zone. I did six weeks in Ukraine last year. And by the end of it, you know, you're on your knees. But the journalists inside Gaza now, they've been doing this for 150 days. They've had to move their families multiple times. Their homes have been destroyed, family members killed, and they've seen colleagues killed in front of them. Over 90 journalists have died inside Gaza. So that would make it the one of, if not the most deadliest conflict when it comes to journalists ever.
0: And with the United Nations warning about the risk of famine now in Gaza as the aid supplies are are held up, the scenes in there, you can only imagine what they would be like if the cameras were able to show it.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, you know, like we're we're, we're doing the best we can with sort of one hand tied behind our back. And and we want to show this. We're, We're about to reach the, you know, awful figure of 30,000 people killed during this conflict and there's this fog of disinformation and false narratives all around the world, you know, from Selbridge to Khan Yunus and particularly when it comes to a war, you know and and you need professionally trained, even-handed journalists on the ground doing their best to tell your listeners the truth because without that the world is blind to what's happening or partially blind and it's more than blind. People are being deliberately deceived with misinformation because if you don't know what's going on or you're convinced of some falsehood, then you can't effectively hold your elected representatives to account. And when that starts to happen across the world, the democratic world order starts to unravel.
0: And of course, there have been controversies about inaccurate reporting or different claims being made by different sides uh, at different points of this conflict. Israel says a lot of what's coming out is Hamas propaganda. Presumably the argument is the cure here is proper, open, independent journalism. Let them in
1: that's absolutely correct i mean you know when the 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 idf say to us we won't let you in because it will compromise our operational security you wouldn't be safe etc on the other hand you know they, they 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 there are claims that they are targeting journalists on the ground that they say are puppets for Hamas. Now, the, so the solution here is to let us in. You know, we, we've done this before. We know our way around war zones. We, it's our responsibility to keep ourselves state, safe. But it, crucially, your listeners need to know what's really happening from voices that hopefully they trust
0: there's speculation about the possibility of a ceasefire. We know Joe Biden said it might be as soon as Monday when he was eating his ice cream. Other experts saying it may be possible before Ramadan. What's your take on what's going on there? And do you have any hope that perhaps as things ease and more aid is allowed in, that porters would be able to get in too?
1: Well, that's our hope, obviously. That's why we signed this letter. You know, predicting when and what will come of these, mm-hmm. partic- this particular round of talks is something of a fool's errand, let's face it. But there are some positive signs. Like you said, Joe Biden and Monday indicated that a truce was imminent. A senior Hamas leader gave signals that their position was softening. It looks like the sort of crux of this deal, Maybe something like a 40-day ceasefire, 40 hostages released by Hamas, 400 Palestinian detainees released um, off, off off the back of that. The clock is ticking. Ramadan, as you say, I think is focusing minds, but um, we, we'll have to wait and see.
0: You're an experienced foreign correspondent, which is, I mean, it, it means you've seen more than... More of human suffering than most people would get to see in many lifetimes. How would you compare this conflict with others you've covered or haven't been able to cover?
1: I mean, it's difficult to answer that in a way because I haven't, you know, I haven't been there on the ground. But as I say, you know, we're in regular contact with colleagues and friends. And I have to say, some of the footage and some of the testimony that they're giving us is is really... It, it, it's tough. I mean, it, it, it's really devastating stuff, and especially when you know these people. You know, you know, you know what our colleagues are going through on the ground to report on what they report. They're trying to get their families out of Gaza while at the same time file footage and reporting for us. It's absolutely devastating, and of course, all eyes now, you know, are are, are on Rafa as the sort of noose closes around that, as the clock ticks ahead of Ramadan. You know, if the Israelis move into into Rafa in force. You know, it, 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 it will be dreadful.
0: Thank you so much for talking to us this morning and I hope that the next time we're talking to you, we're talking to you from Gaza where you are able to, to do your job. Porrick O'Brien, Channel 4 News, Foreign Correspondent.